Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network, Country Jamboree, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum, eating a sweet tater. Because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter Side, Fraudsters, Someplace Underneath, The Story Must Be Told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree! This season of Riverdale is swinging for the fences. I might dare say swinging for the fences more than it ever has before. It's trying to do a lot. You know, we're all trying to do a lot right now. And Riverdale, I think, is just following suit. Like, oh, are we just kind of living in the end times and descending into like a just a subtle madness? And yes. Riverdale has always been leading the way on that. And yeah. I feel like it just the chaotic energy of this season. Last week I hated it. <laughs> this week I was like, I'm loving it. And I was I'm loving sober it. as a church mouse when I watched this one because I fell asleep within minutes of trying to watch it last night. And I still enjoyed it. It was good. I dare say it was a good week on Riverdale. Yes. Do you think that um, that being sober is the key to enjoying? Riverdale? You know, I, I no, not to enjoying it. No, absolutely not. Uh, in fact, I would say being sober is an obstacle to enjoying it, which is why you know that this week's episode was good. <laughs> it was good. That's but I, <laughs> I will say that being sober is. Certainly helpful to being able to talk about it. Yes. You know, because when you're not sober, you can kind of just like revel in the feeling that Riverdale gives you. Um, you know, whether it's hotness, sexiness, ghostiness, superpoweriness, and it's a feeling. But if you want to be able to talk about the literary themes mm. and, um, you know, the various plot points, I think sobriety does help. Um, but it, it also hurts. just a river in Egypt. I tell you what. <laughs> Can I just say that I did forget completely about the serpent dance, which we will get to. But don't put Tabitha next to Tony. Tony's the hottest woman of yeah. all time. You yeah. can't. Like, no. And I, I feel I felt bad for the actress of Tabitha dancing the sexy serpent dance next to Tony when that would be honestly, and I'm saying this is someone that like, that would be like putting me next to Megan the stallion. I was like, <laughs> well, I can see where she like Tabitha is a beautiful, beautiful woman. But when you put her next to sexy dancing next to Tony at the white worm doing the serpent dance with just, Oh my God, that corset outfit on my God, I slipped 
off of the couch. There was no sex in this one, but watching Tony doing the serpent dance, I just want to say thank you, Riverdale. Yes. Because that did get my horns a-juicing, I tell you what. Thank God for Tony. And Woo. yes, I often think, Tabitha, why are you here? And I did think that during the serpent dance. She's just like... I just can't quite tell, as we've discussed often, play the tape. We have been wondering, what is Tabitha's deal for quite some time? And this episode was no different. Um, but yes, thank God for Tony and her hotness. And at, while we're talking about slipping and sliding, I just have Ooh. a question for you, which is, did you have any sort of uh, stirrings in your loins for Percival when he was shirtless and fighting Archie? Not a second. No, me it. neither. I just wanted to check. <laughs> I just wanted to check because I did think, okay, no, I had about 10 seconds. I don't have it for him at all. Like I can't no. even conjure up my horny for Percival Pickens. At least when he was shirtless and sweaty and fighting Archie, I was like... I guess perhaps this actor is a yes, handsome person. He is a handsome person. Which I had not been able to see before. Yes. And so I was like, this actor might be a handsome person. But I hate but him the so la much. utter lack of charisma slash interesting things going on with Percival has rendered it still Desert Null City over here. Yeah. Completely, yes. For both of us, absolute Desert City. I can't because that's what honestly I'm looking at a picture of him right now he's got like a, a gray turtleneck on he's got a plaid little coat on <laughs> for all intents and purposes he is a very hot person and I can't with uh, yeah it, with so okay we're talking about can't Percival Pickens it. yes the Percival Pickens who can have mind control over the entire town but he is he's starting to learn He's starting to find those holes in the Riverdale weave, and the holes lie within the superheroes of the town. The superheroes that he didn't know were superheroes until this episode, because he tried to use his mind control on them. And he tried to get Archie, which actually was a very upsetting scene, up top. Like, Jughead and Archie are like, we got to get rid of Percival. This has been the same thing for the last, like, four episodes. Fine. It's like, okay, now we know he's mind control. And he tries to mind control Archie to take a box cutter and slit his wrists? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good scene. It was very was upsetting. Scene. Yeah, he comes in and he we, we, we get to have a little glimpse of what it's like to be mind controlled by Percival. It's a lot of echo. A lot of echoing. It's mostly echoing. <laughs> They just, that's all they did was put an echo on everything Bristol says, which, you know what, to be fair, it does distinguish it. Yeah. We'll give them that. Yeah, we are now in the mind control realm. And so Archie picks up the box cutter and is under, fully under his control and is going to cut himself with it. But then two things happen. One is that Archie is indestructible. So the box cutter breaks off on his rock hard arm and two is that there was conveniently always in this show the portraits of your fathers in every room there is a portrait of fred andrews conveniently hanging in the boxing gym and that grounds archie as we have learned from jughead he's an emotional tether he's an emotional tether to resisting mind control i love the way that 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 Jughead is the vehicle for like presenting like the logic that Riverdale creates. Like, oh yeah, the, this is the thing that helps you escape mind control, and it's always presented as like Jughead's like, I went to the library and found this in a book, and they're all like, well, that must be wow. it. Wow. <laughs> and so the emotional don't even get tether, me started on the fucking uh, spontaneous human combustion. We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. I also loved that. I actually loved. I loved it. I, I loved. <laughs> I, I loved, loved it. I can't. I, and actually, I even you know loved what? the. Um, yes, I, I did loved, love this episode. Yeah, you know, there's a lot like the the, the framing. This episode goes in, um, and the framing is Jughead decides that the town needs a folk hero. And honestly, one of the things because I love they about need someone to believe in so that they can take down Percival Pickens. Yes. And I, one of the things I love about Riverdale is when they decide to just like take like a single lesson plan from a junior like year English class 
and be like, let's just explore this. And if you know, I feel like they do this every so often. They'll be like, let's do uh, folk hero. And then they just like teach about the literary concept of a folk hero. Very and Jughead and kind of acts as like the, you know, he uses that as the foil to set up everything in the episode. And I like it. I was thinking last night, I was like, if I had a high schooler and I was like, try, you know, I feel like Riverdale should be like a reading rainbow edu- edutainment thing where it's like every episode they just choose a different you know, kind of literary archetype and use well, while that. also having like serial killer genes yes. and murder vision and, and spontaneous yes. combustion because and it's kind of a fun. Energies. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It was this this was Riverdale doing doing things that it's best at, which is just making shit up like spontaneous Love human it. combustion. But but with like doses of reality. Yes, enough it. reality to make it feel like you're not completely fucking lost at sea, which is where we felt last week. Yes, and so sometimes they gotta set them up so they can knock them down. So all of this really gets started because for some reason, which I don't know zoning laws, <laughs> Riverdale is zoned. The town, not a town anymore, if you remember. The town is only zoned for one billboard, and that is the Riverdale billboard that we see, the entrance to Riverdale that we see at the beginning of most episodes. And it always says Home of Pops Chocolate Shop on it. But Percival, with his mind control, now that he's on the town council, decided to change the sign. And instead, it says something else. Yeah, what does it say? But he wants it to say... Home of Babylonium, the casino. Right. And he wants to have a casino billboard and not a Pop's chocolate shop billboard. And you know who that pisses off? Tabitha, who is also on the council for some reason. Yes, Tabitha, which is a big who? Oh, yeah, her situation. Yep, she owns a chocolate shop now. And all <laughs> po- poor Pop Tate, who didn't he retire years ago? Why yeah. is he still working? I was surprised to see him. I thought that he was blissfully checked out of the violence no. that is maintaining Pop's Chocolate Shop. No. and But but this does bring me to another thing I liked about this episode and something that we did call for last week. So thank you, Riverdale writers, for hearing us between last thank week you. and this week. Always more, listening to us. More evilness from Veronica. So yeah, if you're gonna have a fucking villain that you want us to care about, which I won't, I refuse to care about Percival Pickens, but if you're gonna try, have Not them link Edgar up. Not since Edgar Ever Never. Edgar Ever Never was my last Big bet and anything Penelope Blossom does. Oh yeah, I think that two of them. Yeah, they're my favorite. Penelope is a is you know can do no wrong. Edgar Evernever was a great villain, um, despite the incomprehensible plotline around that <laughs> season as well. But uh, you know, tie in your new villains to our old villains, and Veronica yes. is our truest and dearest old you know villain, not villain. And so finally, fucking, they're giving Veronica something to do, which is completely betray her friends um, and collaborate immediately with no resistance to this fucking outsider. I remember it was mind control. There's also double speak mind control happening, but honestly, not even that much. That was, was she being mind control? I think that he tried to mind control her and then she nay nayed it. And then she was like, yeah, I'll work with you anyway. Yes. And then continue to work for him anyway. But I think that she sees the power of his control Uh and she knows where her bread is buttered. And so I think of anything, it's more of a business move because he does like, so it wasn't mind control. This is actually the weird part. It wasn't mind control. When Percival Pickens goes to Victoria, Jackie (laughs) goes to Veronica and says like, hey, how about I live in one of the champagne suites? Right. Uh, and so now he lives at the Babylonium. And now he also is just at the casino all the time, even though last episode he was trying to get the casino. Yeah, I thought he cared about moral down. decay. But I guess if you can't beat him, join him. No, you can't beat him, join him. Now I think we're really starting to see it's not about moral decay. I think that Percival, but then what is he trying to do? Right. Is he trying to... Is he trying to just use the spirit of the town? We talked about this. I don't think it's to destroy it. But is it? Because he's then turning the three, literally the three establishments that exist in Riverdale 
against each other in this episode. So is right. he trying to just level it? Oh, like and trying to like find the holes. And again to me, the in question the of Riverdale. Right. The question isn't what as much as why, <laughs> because we do know he's trying to destroy the town. He's trying yes. to turn it against itself. Yeah. He is. You're right. There's three establishments, which is you know pops. The White Worm and Babylonian. Two two of the three establishments are in the Wait, same we building. Talk, we're talking so seriously. <laughs> I know we have like a fucking whiteboard up, like mapping out this shit. But why? Why does he? We there is still again, as we talked about last week. You cannot bring us on this journey without giving us some glimpse of your guiding motivation. Why is Percival doing this? We're not going to find out until it happens, MJ. We're not going to find out until it happens, but hopefully he can be taken down by fire, but we're not even there yet. <laughs> Can't because... wait till we can talk about the pyrotechnics <laughs> or pyro whatever, pyrokinesis. <laughs> because all of this is happening. And so they're like, okay, he tried to hurt Archie, but now he knows that Archie's really strong. And Jughead's like, well, he's going to be a folk hero of the town. Instead, now that we're teaching about folk heroes, we're going to make Archie a folk hero. How are we going to make him a folk hero so that we can get everyone behind Archie naturally not using mind control? So that's kind of nice, you know, in in the more healthy kind of (laughs) way. Not just dosed with the control. You're, uh, You're just recommending the control instead by using a folk hero. So Archie's going to become... The world's strongest man. They, t- I wonder if they have some sort of in with the Guinness Book of World Records with the amount <laughs> that they talked about the Guinness Book of World Records in this episode. So they invited the Guinness Book of World Records to come, and they're like, "We're gonna do all these things. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna smash them in the abs with a hammer. We're gonna do all these things to show how strong Archie is. No one questions it." No one says maybe he's a superhero. How is this? I keep wanting to say teenager, not teenager anymore, but they look absolutely no different. Um, but now he's the world's strongest man because right. he's a superhero, but nobody knows it. Right. And yeah, the idea is to like change the town sentiment about Archie, which again has been building up for, you know, at least seven years, if not but more like more like what, 11 years that the town has known Archie, known him to be, you know, involved with all his fucking shenanigans, punching people in alleys, um, you know, sometimes taking he's taking f- care of business, taking MJ. care of business. Sometimes he's he's uh, being mauled by a bear. Sometimes he's the head of the fire department. So like the town sometimes. knows Archie. They have a relationship with him. Sometimes he's being a little bitch and sometimes he's being a hero. Um, and now Jughead's like, we've got in about like three days, we need to change the town's attitude about you, which seems to be like has landed on negative, even though right now Archie's basically just trying to be a good person. Um, and so I like that idea, too, that you can make somebody a folk hero in a town. You could just have a town whoever has a history with a person to just ch- completely change their minds and develop a feeling about that person just within you know, days, which I guess. Can I be a folk hero, MJ? Can I be the folk hero of LPN? Yeah, dude, let's work on it by tomorrow. Riverdale is is nothing, (laughs) if not into, it's very much like the Simpsons, the way that the Simpsons uh, understood the power of an angry mob, you know, and harnessed the immediate, the Simpsons could always conjure an immediate angry mob in Springfield. Riverdale is very much like that in the sense that like, it is very much like mob justice in Riverdale. And it's just, if you can get the mob on your side, you are safe in Riverdale. And I pretty much do feel like that was what was at play. And I feel like I appreciate that about Riverdale. It's a mob yes. justice town. No, it is a mob justice town. And so he gets all these things and he knows that Percival Pickens is going after the main four now. Because remember, he already went after Jughead and then Jughead tried to get back into his head. He's like, no, 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 you can't get into my head. So that's how he knew that he has mind control. He goes after Archie, tries to get him to cut himself with a uh, box cutter, but he can't. And then we're going to find out that he already had mind controlled over Betty and she didn't know about the emotional tether. (laughs) So she couldn't distract herself from the mind control. How do we know that he talked to Betty? Because, see, this is where my brain gets murky, MJ. They, from Katie Keene, the still dead television show, (laughs) 
They bring back K.O. Kelly, which remember there was that one episode where K.O. Kelly came in and he is a boxer. Right. And you're like, we're going to fight K.O. Kelly and we're going to make him lose the fight to show that he's still humble and still a, you know, I don't know what I, I guess it goes with the folk hero to be able to watch their failures as well as their triumphs, I guess. So they get rid of K.O. Kelly because Percival is evil. What did they do to K.O. Kelly? Didn't they just like hit him in this episode? Yeah. Percival got rid of him, right? Percival sent him off on a he did something to him. He got rid of him. He mind controlled him. Yeah. And then Percival he walked himself, out. He made him walk out into traffic. Very that's calmly. right. He walked out into traffic without even thinking about it. Mind control. And so. He is in the hospital, so Percival Pickens like, I'll fight Archie instead. So we've got the big bad versus the folk hero. But I admit, like, I guess that's why, like, I never saw Percival Pickens as a sexual person. And you're right. Even him with his shirt off, I still was like, eh. But that's because it was like, how is he possibly going to beat him? He's a superhero. Right. But he does. And the, the second he hits him, Jeff goes, it's palladium. <laughs> it's palladium. And I'm like, okay, I know. It's, it's got to be a palladium. See? But how does he know about the palladium? And he talked the entire time about how he's like, but it's got to be the palladium. It was, of course, the palladium. I, see, which, it would be good to watch with Jeff because I can never, strategy has never been my strong suit. That's why I don't like strategy games. But I, similarly with shows, I'm never like, I'm never able to be one step ahead much less like three steps ahead of the plot i'm just like why isn't archie winning and then at the end i'm like oh yeah they had a weakness the palladium because he mind controlled alice to get into betty's room in the middle of the night woke her up and was like hey why don't you tell me all of the weaknesses of your superhero friends and she did and because she didn't have her murder vision currently, because she was mind controlled, and she but didn't she know doesn't about know the emotional she did. tether. She didn't know about the emotional tether, and so she doesn't know because he part of the mind control was like, "Tell me all these things, and then you'll forget about it." And so Archie's losing the fight, and afterwards, Jughead and Archie and Betty are like, "We're fucked. This was our only plan. How did this happen?" And Betty's like, "I don't know." But meanwhile, it was all her fault. But she doesn't even know because she gave she up the location of the Palladium. And honestly, they should have anticipated this. How did they not think? You know, we should make sure that we don't even know where the Palladium is, or have some sort of protection Stay measure in place in the bunker. He doesn't even, he probably doesn't know about the bunker. So go in the bunker and stay away from him. Why would you still be living in the house, Betty? You are 28 at this point. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Why is she living with her mother? She's and still not in her that little that's girl's even room. an issue. But if your mother is currently being mind controlled by someone, would you stay in the house? You know that your mother is subject to mind control. This is like the fifth time she's been mind controlled in she's the course susceptible. of your life. <laughs> like, you know Alice is not a trustworthy person. Don't be in the house with her when there is a mind-controlling sneak taking over the town. Yes. And so what ends up happening, which we didn't even bring up because we talked about the billboard, but I forgot to talk about the the just like racist murderer General Pickens statue that Percival Pickens was trying to get up in the park. So that's where all of this started from. Yes, I forgot so about we, that. This is kind yes. of fun. It's like a Confederate. It's like a rip from the headlines Confederate statue. But instead of it being a Confederate, he's like a he murdered indigenous people. And once again, I love I love woke Riverdale. I love I do. I love, I love it. it. And so, of course, they're all mind controlled. So like, yes, we should have General Pickens up. We'll have the statue. But what did Jughead do? He went to his artist friend in New York and had a statue of Archie made instead, like the Rocky statue that he was going to put in the park in its stead. But since Archie is a man of his word, he lost the boxing match. And then he himself, which I don't think he knows how to do it, put up the General Pickens statue in the park. So now this is, I feel, I, oh man, I wonder if we're going to have like indigenous ghosts come back. Wouldn't that be really great to come back and get revenge? Um, there's lots of revenge that's going to be happening. Because meanwhile, while all this is happening, the serpent dance that I brought up before, he's trying to, with, he's trying to get into cahoots with Veronica, which like we said, he, he, Percival did very easily. <laughs> without using mind control. Yeah, effortless. Yes. But we know that because effortless. Veronica's a betraying little snake. Yeah, and so she went and she goes and he gets her to like break up with Reggie, essentially, who's just playing cards with the mafia and making his own casino inside of his dad's used car lot. Reggie's spiraling. It's predictable. He's spiraling. He needs help. 
Yes. He needs help. They both need help. They all need help. His dad's having a hard time. He's having a hard time. Reggie's never really worked on himself. Yes. And so now she's in cahoots with Percival. But Percival, now that he's in cahoots, was like, hey, mind control, mind control. Why don't you firebomb Pops and the White Worm? And even Veronica, even though she doesn't have an emotional tether, even she, which I dare say, I am surprised that Veronica has the emotional and the mental capacity to not yield to mind control. I'm going to throw that out there. Yes. But she does. Even Is it because there's the picture of her father in the room? It's only, I mean, Yet again, always keep a portrait of your father in the All room. All right, I'll get more pictures. I don't have any pictures of my parents in the house. <laughs> Do I need to have pictures of my parents everywhere in the house just in case I need an emotional tether? <laughs> just in case someone comes in and tries to mind control me? <laughs> I think having pictures of your parents in every room would be a different type of emotional tether. That's very scary. <laughs> At least every room, like also in the bathroom, just in case they get into the bathroom. You never know. You never know when it's going to happen. I mean, that part honestly felt like true Veronica, just like true Cheryl, which is like, I will betray you, but I won't betray you like Betray 100%. my friends. Yeah. yeah like, and I also won't like, because with that's what she's like, wait, 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 firebomb. Wait, wait, wait. No. Yeah. She's no. like, I thought I was just going to like destroy my friends for my own economic gain, but I won't yes. bomb them. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I don't want to like physically kill my friends. I will strip all of their money for my, <laughs> like you said, economic gains. But so she just says no. And then she's like, wait, wait, wait. Percival Pickens is trying to turn the three like boss bitches in the town at each other because they find out though, which is so funny. They go undercover, which is not undercover at all. Tabitha and Tony just show up at Babylonium. And they're like, why are they taking all of our people? Because they're serving, which how sick would everybody be? At the casino, they're serving free drinks, free diner food, <laughs> and free boozy milkshakes, which is like <laughs> pops, but even better. And also because it's free. And I was like, how are they made? I know that the gambling makes a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. And I know that what how evil casinos are. But that's like a lot of money. Like usually you pick one of those things, right? Right. But that was like, that was the, the uh, I love the feminist politics of Riverdale where like at first Veronica turns, you know, harnessed with her power with Percival Pickens, she turns against the white worm and pops. And so 
Tabitha and Tony are like, well, we'll fight fire with fire and we're going to have like, you know, like sexy dancing and we're going to become a casino too. And then like two minutes later, they're like, you know what? Let's collaborate. And we come together instead. We'll put a pops booth on the casino floor. In that time period is when we do watch the very, oh, Tabitha and Tony decide to do a serpent dance and it was devastating for Tabitha. I, and she's <laughs> such an attractive woman. Like, she really is. But again, and I know that I'm attractive, but again, next <laughs> to Megan the Stallion, it's just different. It's and also, just like, different. she just doesn't seem to be like, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. She doesn't really seem to be a dancer or somebody with a particular, like, physical. Like, Tony just seems suited to do those scenes. And the tough thing about, you know, I love a Riverdale musical scene. I love it. I always will, but there's it's it, it takes a not every actor can do a a random musical theater number in the middle of a regular forty five minute episode of dramatic television, much less when it's supposed to be this like sexy burlesque thing. It's a lot of work, and it's also very vulnerable to have to do yes. a dance like that. Like that's it's a lot. It's a big like ass. most actors when they have to do these dances on Riverdale, most of them look extremely out of place. And I think that was what was happening with Tabitha. Um, but Tony, however, very well suited. Um, so and she didn't she just have a baby recently? Yeah. She looks yeah. fucking fantastic. She looks really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very attracted to Tony, can you tell? Tony so is that the hottest person on the show, Woo. hands down. It's up there with Cheryl, though. I'll tell you what. Cheryl is very up there, and Cheryl had a great day. Especially now that Skeet's not here anymore, Hiram Lodge isn't here anymore. I mean, it's like, we gotta take what we can get. Yes, right. And Tony not that I'm really... saying that as if Tony's lesser than, but, you know, my eyes were more at the parents for a long time. Definitely. I think Tony, I think Tony is the most beautiful person in the cast. And I think that I she wasn't the one I was most wanted to F. That was Skeet Ulrich. But she just mm. remains the most beautiful. I didn't never wanted s- to F Hiram, but I but I liked to look at him. But now yeah, it's I just like, like there's really not that many people left um except Tony. I'd watch Tony and Fangs', and Fangs. Uh, tape if it was consensual, if I could watch it. I and then Fangs comes in and like slut shames Tony for dancing. Very weird. For being Very a parent. upsetting He's because like, you're a parent. We're in a custody battle, which like, I guess, but like. Well, and he just went away for yeah you're really trying to morally shame tony for like having a sexy dance when you just had fucking bags and bags of guns in the house with a crawling baby oh that's baby. right yeah it was the guns yeah so it's like don't you don't come in here oh this looks bad oh why do we have tony? a cps investigation anyway fangs is it because of yeah. your bags of guns guns that you didn't tell me about that were in the house in the baby's room seriously but yeah, so they're doing serpent dancing, but now the three bit badass bitches are getting together. Women help go each other. Yes, they do. And it was very weird. Was it? I wrote this down of a uh, when Percival said, "I'm afraid to say, gentlemen, Tabitha Tate's not long for this new world we're creating." Very weird. Yeah, um, that was just like a weird, and that was like at the end, right? That was supposed to be like the bomb that we dropped on. Yeah, like, Tabitha Tate's not long for the world. And again, I was like, I don't really care about that. I don't get it. <laughs> Take her um, or leave her. I don't really care. Yeah, because he said with the with that hideous diner of hers, it's just a diner. <laughs> I'm very. I can't wait to see where this Percival thing is going because he's doing all this shit. He's in in the meantime. Not the song. While all this is going on, Cheryl is having problems. So you know that Abigail Blossom is trapped in the doll inside of her house. <laughs> and she's having like a lot of fever problems and she doesn't know what to do. She's like burning up. So pillow-lipped Darius comes in, which she does refer to him and goes, my pillow-lipped helper or whatever he she said about his lips. And I was like, Wow. I would be like, excuse me, ma'am. Please don't <laughs> be mentioning my pillow lips right now. I'm coming in as a nursemaid to help you. Because Thank your you Nana much. won't take care of you. Because she's like, I that line, oh my God, I love Nana Rose so much. And I love Nana Cheryl's Rose. like, thank you for taking care of me. And Nana Rose is like, I'm not going to take care of you. I'm guarding the haunted doll, but I will hire yes. someone to take I'll care of you. I'll hire somebody. 
<laughs> great, great care work, right? Jeff there from stood Nana up Rose. and clapped for Nana Rose <laughs> at that point, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Nana Rose is the OG man." Nana Rose, and you, Nana Rose sets boundaries and keeps those. Boundaries. Yes, that's you, know you can say that about Nana Rose. She's either emotionally withholding or she just sets boundaries and keeps them. And also, for some reason, now I feel like this is going to come back, Britta. So to start off with what's going on with Cheryl, why is Cheryl all alone? Because Britta goes to her parents who kicked her out for being gay and say, says, well, Cheryl's going to adopt me because you guys kicked me out. And then they decide, you know what? No, we accept you. You can stay here. So Britta's moving out of Thornhill. Nefarious. I'm slapping a nefarious sign on this. I don't like it. And I feel Britta knows a lot. Yes. Why is Britta not living there anymore? I think that we're going to watch that. But for now, we're going to take it. We're going to circle it. We're going to put it over to the side. Yeah. I just did that physically. Only MJ can see it. So I just <laughs> moved it and I moved it over to the side. We circled it. We put a pen in it. Yes. I mean, she obviously has a lot of reasons not to want to live with Cheryl. Of uh, course. There's <laughs> a lot going on. A lot of different like murder attempts on her. And also she stopped teaching her witch school, which she was teaching. Remember where all those now there's probably a rove of uh, like a horde of orphan Young women yeah. that were trying to be witches, I'm going to assume, living in the woods now? Yeah, a lot of abandoned girls who were living at Thornhill who are gone. They've just been reduced to kind of one character, um, which is, what's her name? Britain. I already forgot her name. Brittany. Britta. Britta. <laughs> and- well, it's because I circled her and I put her off to the side, so I <laughs> yeah. understand. I get it. No, I did that. But what happens with Cheryl's fevers? Oh, is she having fevers or is she channeling the great art of pyrokinesis, which Betty finds out because of what is presumably the Mulder and Scully unit of the FBI, where she's like, no, 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 Cheryl, it's okay. There's a unit in the FBI whose job is to investigate these types of things. Because, you know, Betty, FBI. Now, why is there an FBI? Because the thing is, is that Originally, Darius, Pillow Lip Darius, is brought in to be the night nurse. And Cheryl keeps burning up. She keeps burning up. And then she wakes up the next day and she feels better. But Darius is a pile of ash. Yes. Remember these spontaneous human combustion SHC, which they do immediately um, shorten it to. (laughs) These spontaneous human combustion. Because all that's left of Darius is a pile of ash and his feet. Yep. And that's it. And Dr. Curdle Jr., always their first go-to, even though love we've him. never really Absolutely love him. He's vetted whether or not he's a good mortician, but he's no, just he's like, bad at it. yeah, he's usually wrong, but he's like, oh, it must have been spontaneous human combustion. But yes. then Scully, not Scully, from the paranormal division at the FBI. Do you who, think there's going to be more stuff with the X-Files? Because they have to, right? If we've got FBI, gotta be. you're bringing in, you're sprinkling in X-Files to have to go to, what is it, Agent Drake. That Agent Drake is going to now come in and knows all, because you got to remember, there's a lot of weird shit going on in Riverdale. This is not going to be the last time we're going to need this kind of information. So do you think then, so Cheryl is burning up to like, what is it? Like 300 degrees? 303 degrees, yeah. 303 degrees. And she's, and so Betty is like, I think that it's this. So she puts a pile of logs and is like, put your fire into the logs. Look at the logs. Put your fire into the logs. And she's like, I can't, I can't. And Nana Rose just sitting there with the digital thermometer. She's like, it's getting high. Uh, high. <laughs> oh, it was a 200. Now it's 300. Now it's 300. So then Betty's like, who do you hate the most? And so she takes a picture of Penelope, her mother, puts it on the logs and was like, focus your hatred. Fo-, which like, I don't have pyrokinetic tendencies. So I don't know how you would slough off your <laughs> inner fire through your stare powers into the picture, but she does it, and then she has relief. I did like it, and it was like, sounds like everybody just needs to come. And maybe <laughs> it's just because I really need to come, and you know, like, while watching it, I'm just like, I'm all weird horny because of Serpent Dance, and she's all hot, she's all hot, and then she's gotta let it out. She's gotta let it out, she needs to release, and then she has release. And her release is she sets her mother's picture on fire. So now, Cheryl has full control over her pyrokinetic power. Yeah. So now you got to add Cheryl. But does it have something to do with the blast? 
How does she, where is this coming from? Is it coming from the doll that has the ghost of her relative in it? Because they keep showing the doll, but then how is the doll, is she being given the ultimate power from her own aunt? Wait a second, go with me. Okay. Is she being given the power of fire from her own ancestors or from the town of Riverdale to be able to keep Abigail Blossom, because we do know fire, she hates fire, to keep Abigail Blossom at bay? It's got to be that because there is a point, right, where where Betty says, like, Cheryl, like, you have fire in your... In your yeah, her brother's corpse was baptized yeah. in fire. Abigail was consumed in fire. And then she burned Thornhill down and rebuilt it. Yeah, like fire, as articulated by Betty for the first time yesterday, but it's kind of true. Fire is this, like, part of... Uh, Which all the red imagery, I mean, yes. honestly, does kind of go hand in hand. It's fine, it. yeah. I will like go it. with it. <laughs> sure. But remember at the beginning of this season when she was, like, or was that in River Vale, when she was, the like, having, like, the witch powers of being able to remember she controlled that was River the wind vale. do you think that she's oh okay so that was river vale so do you think that slowly now she's going to start like oh my god is she gonna put the corners together do you think that she's going to like that like have like the a little covered i mean if you think about it you got brenda you got nana rose you got cheryl just need the one maybe it's gonna be thomasina aka tony who knows i drop yeah. it at your feet i mean i, I like it i i sometimes think that you have Higher ambitions for the Riverdale so plotlines than the Riverdale so much writers do. It's because I was a I was a literature major, and so <laughs> sometimes I like to look for motifs when there are no motifs to be found. <laughs> but isn't that fun though? Like, isn't that the fun part of it? I'm just like, maybe that's what it all means. Maybe no it way. could be this thing that would actually make sense with things that have happened in the past. No, but you're right. Like her having like her like Earth Goddess stuff is just one short season ago with Rivervale does go ha- hand in hand with her now suddenly being able to harness fire she seems very happy she finally feels better and she's cheryl again and she still has like the you know the doll ghost of abigail to contend with so i feel at peace and it's it's, it's interesting because now she has superpowers and the other three you know three of the four principles have superpowers but the three of the four principles got them in the blast but she i think has superpowers now but totally separate reasons Totally separate reasons. And Betty is working with her. And I love that no matter what kind of shit goes down, it's like, cousin, cousin, I need your FBI help. Cousin, I need you. And then they just, man, they just fall right back in. And Nana Rose, even though Nana Rose did technically put the ghost of Abigail Blossom, did the curse to put Abigail Blossom into her body, but let bygones be bygones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nana Rose has been there for Cheryl. In a way, uh, despite betraying her many, many times. Yes. And I also forgot before when we were talking about Tony and Tabitha, because I got so wrapped up in their serpent dance, that Fangs was upset with Tony because of the, you know, the trial of trying to get baby Tony or baby Anthony back. And also Pops, who still works at Pops, was upset about Tabitha selling liquor at yes. the diner. That's yes. what it was. This is a family restaurant, Tabitha. Also, yeah, families get drunk too. Can we just say it? Families get drunk too. Yeah, come on now. Just having drinks at a restaurant doesn't mean it's inherently seedy. Although, no, if you'd think that if you had a problem with that, you would not love the like biker bar slash gangster headquarters in the basement of your establishment pop. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that a teenager was running. <laughs> yes. So, I that mean, used pop, to be a let's think about your morals. Teens. Yeah, you know, well, let's, let's think about it. Check our selective morals, pops. But then what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so I'm taking a step to the side uh, before I take a step forward. And I want to go back to talking about Reggie because Percival got Veronica, or at least encourage Veronica to cut Reggie out because he's never there anymore, even though he is half owner of the casino because he's always helping his dad, quote unquote. So when she goes over there to be to confront Reggie, he's sitting there. There's casino slots inside of the office of the used car lot. I I don't I assume it's a used car, the car lot that his (laughs) Father runs in Riverdale. And those wise guys may have been. I think that was the worst. Like, I 
I say this as and it's like a, a kind of fake Italian from Queens <laughs> uh, that was surrounded by people in La Cosa Nostra for a lot of my life. <laughs> and I do know that like you're talking like this. It's one of the easiest accents to do. There's so many ways in which to pretend like you are in the mob. And what those three gentlemen were doing <laughs> were none of them. Yeah, that was a disappointment. I, mean, I <laughs> thought I was watching House of Gucci for a second. I didn't understand why. And like, they're all just playing cards in the middle of the day, which, yes, there's a lot of gambling. And like gambling and La Cosa Nostra kind of go hand in hand, you know, in a lot of different ways. And I get that. So do you think that Reggie is going to use his new wise guy friends to go in? Because now she's saying like, oh, well, you're not half owner of Babylonium anymore, which that's not how it works, Veronica. You are a businesswoman. <laughs> so do you think that the mafia is going to get involved? Like, is Percival going to take over the mafia? Is there going to be another like weird mafia bad that comes in? Isn't there yes. already a mafia yes. that we've dealt with that yes. isn't these guys yeah because they were Hiram is the, one of the, the heads of one of the families yes poutine mafia the poutine yes like, a baby a papa poutine papa poutine so it's like <gasps> is papa poutine gonna come back i mean that would be great like again riverdale you don't need to reinvent the wheel here you if there is a type of character that exists in literature you've probably already had it on riverdale so like just bring back those people, even if you can't get the same actors to come back. Just call it the same Canadian Papa Poutine Mafia and bring in this cousin or something. Why do we yeah. have these three people who we don't even know who they are? I was like, who are these people? Are they friends of Reggie's dad? Like, Wise guys. who are these people? So, yes, I think that we will have another mafia plotline, but why a new mafia? Why not the old mafia? Don't know. Maybe it's just a different mafia. Maybe that was the Canadian mafia and this is the mafia from New York. I mean, I'm I not guess. sure. This is the Reggie's dad's like car dealer friend. But didn't mafia? we meet the mafia from New York as well when Hiram Lodge was also having his gambling games? It's just so funny. They really <laughs> do go back to the tenets of what like old, you know, it's like the idea of like moral codes of just like, well, gambling's always bad. Yeah, let's write another gambling <laughs> line. And, and just, well, mind control. Yep, that's bad. Let's, let's fold that back in with a new character. I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I just don't know where I feel like right now we are just in the middle of the snowball and I don't know when the ride's going to stop. I don't you know even I mean? know when the ride's going to stop in the sense that I don't know how many, how many episodes, episodes are left. <laughs> That's the best thing about like, you know, usually the good thing about like understanding time as an adult is that, you know, like how much longer am I going to do this? You know, how much until how much time to expect? And certainly as an adult with an understanding of literature, if you're reading a book and you're halfway through, you have an expectation of what might, you know, where you are in terms of the rising action and the falling action with Riverdale. I have no fucking idea. We could be no. at the end of the season. We could be at the beginning i have no, no idea. idea i'm not gonna look it up so it's just like every day is a surprise and uh every day we don't get to watch a television show that has a casino with the budget of a baz lerman film <laughs> i love a bad, good bad lerman reference do oh that's what i was gonna bring up so we've got cheryl reading firestarter right and we ha in the up top, there's also, which is Stephen King. Up top, they also made mention of Percival Pickens starting to own a curio shop, like an oddities store that he also purchased in the town. That's fun. I like that. That is also similar to Needful Things, which is another Stephen King book where it is the devil who owns a curio shop who uses like the things in the shop and controls the people in the town. And it like, it's like the deep, like they give like the deep, it's like a wishmaster kind of thing, like the deepest desires of each shopper. But then like the price they, they pay is much heavier. Oh, this is like the Simpsons monkey paw episode. See, all of my references come from the Simpsons, but I all love the it. Simpsons are references to actual things like the initial movie or books. Um, so and then, yes. And then they all turn on each other and needful things. So I'm assuming that this is what, so that he will be the only one left then. 
So maybe that is what all that. But then how many Stephen King plot lines like is is there going to be a clown in the sewer soon? I mean, there's Fine no shortage it. of them. So that's great. If you like, I'm like, honestly, like whatever texts you need to mind from Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Just pick like six per season, you know. But also you got to remember, too, I was I was reading some recap of Riverdale talking about how like, but the if you think about it as well, the Archie comics did nab from current day right, right. pop culture zeitgeist yeah. in right. there. So they are still, weirdly enough, even though they are not in high school, still aligned with the original ideology of what Riverdale started as. Totally. And that's actually, and, and we've talked before about how it's actually like the all of the references, Riverdale is just like a, 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 a you know, 200 references per episode and like Love allusions it. to and that's actually great so it's not that if they're just doing Stephen King stuff it's not that they're mining from it for plot it's like they're doing this purposeful you know like allusions that's to why Stephen I'm King excited to fun. see are they gonna bring in more Stephen King like that would be please. fun let's make it a oh Stephen my God. King season it would also oh my god is it gonna be like a desperation kind of thing which like that's like in a small town where the sheriff is really evil and did you notice who was behind I mean and I know it's mind control but who was behind Percival Pickens, when he was boxing, it was Sheriff, Sheriff fucking Keller. Keller. Sheriff Keller. Sheriff fucking Keller. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sheriff Keller's been, yeah, he's been around he's with this been, season. He's yeah. very mentally weak, apparently. All of them are. <laughs> well, that's are. a fun framework going forward. Let's just keep that in the back of our, wherever our minds are as we watch Riverdale. Could it be a Stephen King reference? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not a. Where are all of the home improvement references? <laughs> I am still waiting for them. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey. I was so tired when I watched it that um, I felt like I was remembering it for the first time. <laughs> and isn't that nice? Well, we'll see how much I remember of next week's episode. But oh, that's also too. I forgot that when uh, Veronica showed up with Percival to spy on Tabitha and Tony, she was wearing the Monica Posh wig, as if again the people that have known her in her entire life would not recognize her walking in. But then Percival just like didn't have a. I just needed to bring up the. Monica I Posh love wig again. Monica Posh. And I liked, I, again, we've called for bitchy Ver- Veronica and she's back. So I support that. She's back. Oh, I love you guys. We'll see you guys next week and we'll be talking about more of this bullshit. Where's it gonna go? <laughs> Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel.